Good morning. Yes, praise the Lord. It's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Had a great week this week. It was a very busy full week, but a good week. Julie and I uh, left Monday afternoon, and we attended a pastor's conference Monday afternoon, Tuesday, and then Wednesday morning. And it was really beautiful. We met other pastors, and I met a farmer. I met a farmer from Indiana. His family had this farm. They've had it for 160 years. And he was a farmer. He said, I'm seventh generation on that land. So he can go back to his grandfather and grandfathers and great-grandfathers for 160 years that started a plot of land, which now has expanded. And he said, there's many more acres now, but he just, his heart is for that original land. But on his other side of his family, he had a grandfather that was a preacher. And so it was in him that he had this farming, but he also had this pastoral gene, I'll say. And he took on a church to pastor, a church that had 30, 40 people. And he kept the farm and he pastored. But his church began to grow and eventually it had 3,000 people. So he gave the farm to his son. He had ended up pastoring for 38 years. And in 2013, he stepped out of that senior pastor role and wondered what, what he's gonna be doing. Well, he, he went back to the farm. And so for the past 10 years, he's been helping his son farm the land. And he was a, uh, he looked like a farmer, just a, a sturdy, sturdy man. And he talked to us. I loved, I loved talking to him and getting to know him. And he talked about harvest time, driving one of those big harvesters. Uh, they call them combines because they combine harvesting and threshing and all the other things that has to happen to a piece of wheat or corn and uh, combines it all, throws it in a bin in the back of a, in the back of a trailer behind the, the harvester. And he said, I love harvest time. It's great to see these fields that are just full. But he went on to talk more. I had an, a, a, in another conversation, he mentioned something beyond harvest. He said, you know, there's something I look forward to more than harvest. He said, I love planting. There is nothing like the planting season. And I actually went out onto his uh, social media feed and area. Sure enough, he, had a, he did a, a live video in the planting machine, which again, these are modern machines. They're big. They can plant 40 rows of things all at once. And he said, I, I love planting because I invest in seeds. You can't imagine the investment that goes into seeds. He said, I love seeds. I love seeds because without the seeds, well, there is no harvest. You're not gonna have a harvest if you don't plant. If you don't put a seed in the ground, nothing's gonna happen. And that 
that experience, listening to him, what struck me and stuck with me was that phrase, I love seeds. And I just started to think about that. I started to think about, I love seeds. And I thought, that's a biblical principle. And I began to think about how often Jesus used agricultural examples, especially seeds, especially seeds. Jesus, uh, he, he taught parables and he, he used this image of the seed. When you read Matthew's gospel, specifically in Matthew 13, there's a number of parables that use this image. They employ the image of seeds. Matthew 13 opens with the sower and the seeds, and it speaks about how all these seeds fall in variety of soils. And then Jesus rolls into the parable about the, the farmer that planted good seed. It says he planted good seed, but the enemy came in and planted some bad seed. So now the farmer had to contend with the plants he wanted and the weeds. And then Jesus rolled right into another parable. And he talked about the mustard seed, the smallest seed that grows into this great big tree. It yields a large tree. I'm just thinking about this as that phrase is going over and over in my head. I love seeds. I love seeds. And I thought, you know, that's... That's what we've been talking about this month because seeds are little. Seeds are little things. And this month we have been talking about God's big vision, our small piece. I thought, wow, that, that just fits right in. I just felt God is, he was sharing something with me. Talk about the seeds, they're small. God's got a grand vision. He has a big vision for harvest. God's got a big vision for a field ready to be harvested. But every single plant that is harvested begins with a seed. Very small, very small when you think about the harvest that comes later. So that was working in me. And I thought, let's, let's dive into one of those parables. Let's go to Matthew 13. Let's look at that opening parable that Jesus taught about the seeds and uh, the, the seeds that, uh, that grow into you know, great, a great harvest, but they're seeds that are scattered in a, a variety of places. So if you have your Bible, and if you don't, uh, if you have a device, get it out. Get to Matthew chapter 13. We're gonna read the first nine verses and then uh, we're going to move a, a little bit further into the passage and pick up at verse uh, 18. This is about this, this great image, this great picture, Jesus teaching with just stories that people would be familiar with. Matthew 13, verse 1, it says, That same day, now what day was this? This was a day where Jesus was teaching crowds in the towns of Galilee. He was likely up near the, the city called uh, Capernaum and uh, 
that's the city that's near the Sea of Galilee or the lake because it, this passage will speak about the lake. But that same day, it's the same day Jesus was teaching uh, big crowds. And it says, that same day Jesus went out of the house and he sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still another, still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop. A hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Well, this is a well-known parable that Jesus taught. And you might be discovering it for the very first time. But it's a, a straightforward image that Jesus presented a farmer planting. Now, we might be familiar with the modern equipment, big plowing machines and planting machines that put down perfect rows uh, of seeds. And we're used to, if we drive just a little north of here, seeing cornfields that seem just perfectly aligned. But in the days of Jesus, the farmer didn't have this modern equipment. He didn't have a John Deere planter to lay down his seeds. Now, he had a bag likely over his shoulder where he reached in and tossed seeds. He scattered them, and that's the word that Jesus used. And every seed didn't land in good soil. Why is that? Well, fields weren't perfectly plowed. Imagine you'd have to plow a field by hand and there could be areas that were rocky and it's just, forget about it. I'm gonna go over that and keep, just leave that there and maybe there's a thicket of thorns and the roots go down deep and it's just not gonna worry about it. I'll go around it. And at the border of the fields or if, if it's uh, something coming through the middle of the field like a path and the field borders it up, it's a hard spot. And Jesus described this all and it was something very familiar to his audience. And he said, these seeds that were scattered in the field, they, they landed in this variety of soil conditions. But what's it all about? He just said, well, seed goes here, it goes on the rocky places, it goes in the thorns, it goes along the path, and some goes in the good area. Well, so what? What does it mean? Well, Jesus was interrupted with a question. He, he was interrupted with a question why do you even teach in parables? And he took some time to answer that. So there's this little interlude in Matthew 13, but Jesus gets back to it. He doesn't forget. In verse 18, he comes back to the parable, and he explains it. He tells us what it means, all these different places where the seed goes. So why don't we just read what Jesus said, what he explained. Verse 18 in Matthew 13. Jesus Speaking, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. 
When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word but worries about this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. In this explanation, Jesus refers back to the four places he had mentioned when he taught the parable, the four places where the seed fell. First, seed falling on the path, the hard ground. And then the seed falling on the rocky ground. And third, the seed falling into the thorns. And fourth, seed on good soil. Now, in in each of these four cases, Jesus said the seed falling on the ground represents something. And that seed that falls on the ground represents someone who hears the word. They hear the word, and then there is a result. Then something happens. And the result is different in each of the four cases. But the seed is the same. It's the same seed. Jesus didn't say, well, a corn seed was tossed here, and a wheat seed was tossed there, and a soy seed was tossed there. It's the same seed. It's the same seed. The seed's not different. So what is the seed? What, he, what is the seed? He alludes to it. He doesn't really get as specific about that. But what then is the seed? The seed is the word of God. When the seed, when the word falls on the ground, Jesus says, that's a person who hears the word. The, the seed, the words he said was, The message of the kingdom of God. That's the word of God. And Jesus said it's sown in a heart. So the heart there represents the soil. The heart represents these four areas of the soil. The hard and the rocky and the thorny and the good. So the word of God, the word of God, the message of the kingdom is like a seed. Now that's not very big. Jesus didn't say you throw out the whole vine. He didn't say if you toss a bush or a tree. No, no, a seed. Just the seed, a small seed. You know, some of us, but some of us are so passionate. When we, when we want to sow into someone's life, we want to give them the whole vine. We want to smash in the whole tree. You know, it's like we bust out the fire hose and just... But sometimes people can't. You know, they can't receive it all at once. And I know there are some of you here, you just, you love the word of God so much and you're so passionate about it. You just want to give it all at once. But Jesus gives us this great example. It's God's big vision. He has this large field. But the message of the kingdom, 
That's these little pieces. It's a seed, like a kernel. And you know, the great thing about that is we don't have to give a whole tree or, or, or a whole vine all at once. That's a beautiful thing. Just have to share a seed. And you know what? All of us can do that. Every single one of us, we can share a seed. You know, you don't have to know every chapter and verse in the Bible. You don't even have to know where a particular principle or promise of Jesus you're sharing even comes from. It's just a seed, and we can all share that. If, if you're sharing the love of Jesus and you don't know it comes from a particular chapter or verse, that's okay. The person receiving that seed, you're sowing into their heart, they'll see it in you. They'll see your sincerity. We sung a song this morning at the open. I'm the way and the truth and the life. You know, that's what Jesus said. You can share that. I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to me. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's just a kernel. It's just a, it's just a seed. You don't need to know the whole Bible. Just a line from what we sung this morning, which is the word of God. It's a seed we can all share. Jesus said no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. It's another little kernel. It's just another seed. And there's all kinds of those seeds that we can share. They're part of the message. They're part of the message of the kingdom of God. They are the word of God. They are the good news, the gospel. You don't need to know it all. You don't need to share it all at once. Just a little seed. I love seeds. Don't you love seeds? That's a beautiful thing. It's a message of the kingdom of God planted in hearts. You know, Jesus said, that seed falling on the ground, it's, a, it's an image of, of someone planting, planting the message. But he said, not every heart is good soil. Not every heart is ready. Some hearts are like the path. They're hard. You drop the seed like a bird coming and eating the seed. The enemy snatches it away. That doesn't mean you shouldn't share the seed. Cast the seed. Other hearts are rocky. Uh, the, the message you share, it springs up. When it doesn't take root, a little challenge comes along. Oh, you believe in that Jesus? What do you, are you going to be one of those creation people? Oh, you know? And that plant falls away. A little challenge because of the word comes along. And, and that, plant, that plant withers up. That's okay. You keep, you keep casting the seeds. Other hearts are thorny. The seed of the message takes root. It begins to grow. But then it's the distractions of life, the wealth of the world. They come and they just choke that plant out. Keep casting the seed. Because then there's the heart of good soil. 
Then there's the heart of good soil that receives the word of God and it produces a harvest. Produces a harvest. Is your heart the heart of good soil? Is your heart the heart that produces a harvest? Yes, yes. You're you're here this morning, you've got the good soil hearts. Hearts that produce. And what do they produce? What's the harvest? It's more seeds. It's more small parts in God's big vision. More seeds for God's big field. I brought some seeds this morning. Some that were, some that started out, it's just one seed. You know, we're all, we're all pretty familiar with this around, around here. The, the, the corn season's upon us. If you drive a little north, you can stop on the side of the road or it's in all the fruit and vegetable markets. It's at the, it's at the store. Take a, you know, an ear of corn, it's, 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 it's full of seeds. I brought something to get some seeds off here. Now I've got some, I've got some seeds that I just took off this ear. And they're, they're very small. They're very small, but you know, Jesus, Jesus gives us this image of just, we scatter them. We give them away. You know, if you're producing a harvest, it's not for you to keep it. It's for you to for you to share it, one, uh, a little seed. An ear of corn here started from this little guy right here. And, and a, a typical corn plant really just gets one ear. That's, that's pretty much the, the normal stalk of corn. It, it produces an ear, but there are other stalks and varieties, and I don't know them all. I'm not the farmer, but some will produce two ears, some will produce three, but a a typical ear like this one can produce about 600 kernels. Some do 800. There's bigger ears. I might even do 1,200. This one, 608. I counted them. I did. You see, I had this one pre-peeled. I, I watched the video about how to count the kernels of corn. Watch the farmer do it. 608 kernels of corn. Began with one. Began with one. Now you start casting those around. Some might fall on the hard area, the rocky area, the thorny area, but some are going to fall on the good soil. Jesus says, you take these, the ones that have been produced in you because someone planted in you, in your heart, and what was sown in your heart grew up. Now you share that. You get out and you put out that little kernel. Think of the harvest of kernels being spread. Even though some do fall in these these bad areas, they're going to get in the hearts of good soil. Just like a kernel was once placed in your own heart. The message was sown in your heart like a kernel of corn going into the ground. And then what? And then God used it. God used it in his big vision. That one little piece planted in your own heart. And then a harvest comes. More seeds. And so what do we do? 
We gotta become planters. Love the seeds. Love the seeds. Learn to just love the seed. Love the seed. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. And you know, the, the, the seed, the little seed, it's precious to God. It's precious to him. When I think about it, I was reminded of Psalm 126. Psalm 126 is about the Israelites who had been exiled to Babylon, and they were coming back. But you know, when they went to Babylon, they weren't too happy. Why weren't they happy? Well, their city had been destroyed. Their temple had been totally wrecked. And they were taken captive 800 miles away to Babylon to dig ditches and work for the Babylonians. Now, you think they were happy? No. Psalm 126 said they went weeping. They went weeping, but it says bearing precious seed. They took the seed of the word of God with them. You know, they were exiled for 70 years, but they came back. They came back because they kept and they held on to the precious seed, the word of God. And that's the seed that was planted in your heart. And that's the seed that we share with others. It's the word of God. And let me tell you, it's not dead. It's alive. It's the living word. It's the eternal word of God. Love that seed. Love it. Love the seed of the living word. Jesus had a good friend. His name was Peter. And when Peter wrote his first letter, he was writing to people who were not in a good place. Maybe not as bad off as those who had been dragged to Babylon, but they were a persecuted church. Peter wrote to people who knew suffering, and they knew suffering for Jesus. Their roots went down. When When that seed was planted, it wasn't in the thorny soil because persecution came, distractions of life Hard situations. They understood suffering. And Peter opened his first letter, he said, to God's elect exile scattered throughout the provinces because they believed in Jesus and their faith was challenged. This was mostly Jewish people who had come to Jesus Christ. And their fellow Jews didn't like that. And a persecution began. You can read about in the book of Acts. It was a a guy named Saul of Tarsus who was a Jew. He began to oppress the Christians. They scattered. And they scattered inside the Roman Empire. Well, they were under the Roman Empire. The Romans really didn't care too much for Christians either in the first century. The dominant secular culture, the dominant religious culture repressed and beat down the Christians. Life was cheap. You know, there was executions that were public and common Ten of the faithful 11 uh, apostles of Jesus, 10 of them, they were martyred and executed. This is the type of persecution they were facing. Now, we might think we have it bad in our own culture. You know, I thank God I'm living here and now, and I'm not in the first century under the Romans. I thank God. As bad as our culture might be, I thank him. Thank you, Lord, for putting me here now. Life wasn't easy for those Christians. And Peter wrote to encourage them, to keep them in their faith. He said, live humble and live holy. And he encouraged them in the open. In the third verse, he said, you have a living hope. 
A living hope, it's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He said, you people have been scattered, I know it, but you have this living hope. And he kept the hope alive, and at the end of that first chapter, he wrote about another hope, another hope, the precious seed, the living word of God. And he, he, he expresses it as just that. Let's read it. Let's read it. It's 1 Peter chapter 1, and it's the end of the chapter. It's verses 23 to 25. It's just how it closes out. Peter wrote, for you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Take that in and love the seed. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever, and this is the word that was preached to you. That was the word preached to each of us, the word that was planted in our heart, sown in our heart, the word about Jesus. You know, on the cross, Jesus took the punishment that we justly deserved for sinning against God. He took it. His message of hope is repent of your sin and believe by faith that he took your guilt on the cross. You're exonerated. You're completely absolved. That's that's an amazing message that you're absolved of all your sin and wrongdoing and you can enter eternal life with Jesus Christ. You know, when that seed is sown in the heart of a person and that person by faith believes with sincerity and they're genuine, they're born again. They're born again. Peter wrote the seed, the seed that germinates and brings that new birth is imperishable. It's not something that's going to rot. It's living forever. It's the enduring word of God. That is the seed that was preached to you. That is the seed that you share with others. That seed is eternal. It's imperishable. It'll never go away, the word of God, and it brings forth a new birth to be born again that yields eternal life. Don't you love seed? Come on, don't you love seed? You know, every other seed, every other seed, This seed I've got up here, as much as it feels so fresh and alive, and and if it's planted properly, uh, another plant's going to grow, what's going to happen? It's temporary. What do grass seeds accomplish? What do flower seeds accomplish? The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God that precious word of God, it endures forever. Think about that. Don't you love that seed? Are are you harvesting the seed of the word that was sown in your heart and spreading it? Are you a participator in God's big vision? You know, he wants us. Jesus put this, this image before us. He wants us to be like that Guy with the bag scattering, spreading that precious seed in, in a field of the world. God's big field, our little peace. Love that seed of the word. Be harvesters. Be harvesters. Take your 30-fold, 60-fold, 100, and begin to spread it. We all have a seed we can share. I know it. I know you, I know you have a seed. You have a, you have a testimony of what God Almighty has done in your life. You can share that. You can begin a you can begin a, a seed planting in someone's heart. 
you know, we can all support others who are also sowing, others who are also spreading the seed for Jesus. And I want you to take some time this week to think about that. Not just your own seed that is precious and you want to share, but others who are doing it. And in particular, those who are in the the missions that we support, we have been talking about them on Wednesday nights. We have been sharing some of the excellent, excellent missions that have been doing grand work for the kingdom of God. These are missions right here at home. They're missions in foreign lands. And these are missionaries that love the seed. They love the seed and they're spreading the seed. And I want you to think about how you can invest in that seed because it produces a harvest. Yes, our own that we cast, of course. But when we support others, we can just be a part of expanding more and more the kingdom of God when we're helping others to multiply, when we're helping others to spread the precious seed. I mean, will you... Will you give yourself to it? Will you give yourself away? I want you to just prayerfully consider it this week. We heard a little word earlier about fasting. Maybe this week would be a good idea to just take some time to fast and pray. Because God does attune our, our, the ear of our heart when we fast. And say, Lord, help me. Help me to to know what I should do to invest and help others who are planting the seed, that precious seed. Next week, we'll, we'll have a little form for you to, uh, to look at and consider and make a promise about what you might do for 2024 for the missions that we support here at Bethesda Christian Church. And we do it in the fall because by the time January comes along, we want to be able to just say, to the missions we support, here's what we can do. Here's what's going to be invested in you. Here's how we can help you spread more seed. Because what we're doing is not supporting something that's going to fade away and wither. It's not going to fall. No, it's the living, imperishable word of God. That's the word in your heart. It's the word in your heart. Do you love the seed? I hope you do. I, I, I trust that if you have never really thought of it that way, you leave here today and that phrase stays with you. I love seeds. I love seeds. Let it sink into you. And if you meet someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ or you're in a conversation and maybe you might even feel uncomfortable, I hope that that little phrase comes back to you. I love seeds. And think how you can give away a seed. Let's, let's stand and pray and just commit it to the Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for this, this great, great way that Jesus taught us. He gave us these images that, that were real. They were real, they were, it was real life things. And he, he applied it to spiritual life. The soil of the ground like the soil of a heart. God, 
It's beautiful. And we can be participators in your big vision by sharing a little piece of the message. You're the way and the truth and the life. Seed. Help us to plant that in others' hearts, Lord. And God, help us to not be discouraged. If one has a hard heart or a thorny heart or a rocky heart, God, help us to be people that would continue even to cast the seed there. That it might get plowed and become good soil. Help us, Lord, that the harvest that is produced in us isn't something that we hoard, but that we share. God, I just pray that for everyone in this room. And God, I pray that we would just this week take some time even to fast and pray and seek you and ask you, Lord, what is it you'd have us to do in our own life to spread the word and supporting others. God, I just put it into your hands. I put, uh, I put that on your people and ask you to anoint them and bless them, carry them with that and encourage them, Lord. And Lord, too, I just pray. I pray we all have an experience this week where someone comes across our path and we say in our hearts, I love seeds. I love seeds. Lord, may it be. May it be, we pray, and we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you as you go this morning, and no, these altars are always open if you need prayer, if you have a health problem, a financial, anything. Come on up. We have elders who will join you in prayer.